we were stuck in this mindset that life happens to me instead of the mindset of I create my life. You get to this place and you have to decide that yes, things happen, but how I react to them is more important than what exactly happens. Welcome to the Quiet Wealth Podcast, where we talk about money mindset, how not to be broke, simple step-by-step strategies to conquer your finances, and the entrepreneurial spirit that will get you there. Your host, Camilla Jeffs, has been a student of money for over 20 years. She started out broke and has built real wealth for her family through steps you can copy. Camilla is on a mission to help thousands of people just like you build true financial stability. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited that you joined me today. I'm excited to launch this podcast and to really just teach all the information that I've been learning over the past 20 years and just get that over to you and help you out. So we're going to start with the first four episodes here are going to be kind of a little mini masterclass on wealth principles. So principles that I learned that to be able to grow your wealth and really get your finances in a place where you want them to be. So wealth principle number one is mindset. This is crucial to getting to where you want to be. And I've found out that mindset is like 90% of it. If you can figure out how to get your mind right and how to take out any past weirdness you have about money, you're going to be a whole lot further along. Did you know that 78% of Americans are broke? Which means like eight out of 10 of your neighbors, they don't even have a thousand dollars in the bank. I've lived like that before. And I have had times in my life where it was really difficult and we didn't have more than a thousand dollars in the bank and we were living paycheck to paycheck and I hated it. I just hated living like that. I hated having that fear that we're not sure if we're going to be able to make ends meet. We're not sure if we're going to be able to pay the bills. There were so many times in our early marriage that we were just struggling and we did not have the money to make ends meet. And we had to make choices, right? And when you're in a situation like that, you really have to make different choices where you drive the really old beater car because that's all you could afford. Or you bike to work because you can't afford a car. Or you buy everything secondhand, which is what we did for years. But one of the things is that we were stuck in this mindset that life happens to me instead of the mindset of I create my life. So this is a really interesting concept because if you think about that life just happens to you, that you have no control over your life. Now, to a degree, there might be some things that happen that you definitely don't have control over. You get in a wreck or someone in your family gets really sick. Stuff like that does happen, right? So there are times when life throws you a curveball. However, if you can really adopt this mindset of you create your life, that you do have control over where you're going in life. And you do have control over or over the choices that you make and the way that you think about the situations that happen to you. So think about this. We had a situation where we woke up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. to a fire outside of our window. And it was terrifying. And we both jumped out of bed, sprinted outside in our underwear, of course, 
and grabbed the hose and hosed it down and we were able to save our home. But in so doing, we lost a bunch of animals, a bunch of baby animals, and it was devastating. It was just absolutely devastating. I spent the rest of the night awake just sobbing about this and about how, like, why why does this happen? Why do things like this happen, you know? And then I realized, actually, I need to change my mindset here. I need to just simply be grateful that it wasn't worse, that my whole house didn't burn down, that my children were safe. And so that's where you get to this place and you have to decide that, yes, things happen, but how I react to them is more important than what exactly happens. So let's talk about this in money, right? When we're talking about money. So does life just happen to you where you just make this much money and that's all you're going to be able to make? And then there's just hope that you can get a promotion, like maybe you'll get a 3% raise every year, right? Or are you diligently creating the type of income that you want to have, that you think would be good for your family? So let's talk about a tale of two investors. So both started with $25,000. One was confused. They didn't really know what to do. So they followed the advice of the first financial advisor that they met because they didn't know anything about money. And they're like, I'm just, I'm just bad with money. And they put it into a diversified mutual fund in the stock market thinking, oh yeah, well, diversification, I've heard that's a good idea. So I'll make sure to diversify my money. The other person read lots of books on investing. They tended the meetups about investing, and they got advice from multiple successful investors. So then after six months of educating, this person joined a group of investors, invested in an apartment building, right, with her 25000 Five years later, the stock market investor had gained $11,000. That's assuming they got 8% per year, which is a stretch because we all know the stock market is sometimes is way up, sometimes is way down. It's just really hard to predict a steady income of 8% per year, but we're going to go with it. But then the real estate investor increased her investment by an additional $25,000, thereby doubling it. So was she just lucky? Well, perhaps, but she also created that luck by putting in the effort. So if we talk about luck for a minute, you can look at people and you say, well, they're just lucky. Man, wow, how did that, how did they get that lucky break in life? So one day my daughter, she came home from school at the end of the school year, just elated. She burst into the house and she's like, mom, I want AirPods. And I was like, wait, what? You want AirPods? And these were AirPod Pros, no less. She won them at school. And I was like, dang, I don't even have AirPod Pros. How did you get AirPod Pros? And I don't even have any. And so it was really funny because I was jealous, right? And I'm like, man, she's lucky. That's crazy. And then I asked her a little bit more about how she was able to win those. Well, it turns out there was a reading competition. And the competition was simple. It was read 20 books over the course of the school year. Every book has to be at least 100 pages. And if you read 20 books that are at least 100 pages each, you will be entered into a drawing to win some cool prizes at the end of the year. None of the kids knew what the prizes would be. They just knew that they had to read 20 books. Well, how many kids do you think actually read the 20 books? Not very many. So what happened for my daughter was that she put in the effort, and it's a big effort, right, for fifth graders to read 20 books that are 100 pages each. It can be a big effort. And she accomplished that goal, thereby putting herself in a position to 
win the AirPods. She never could have been lucky enough to win them had she not put in the work. So luck really is a combination of work and effort and then being in the right place at the right time. And she created that opportunity. So it creates opportunity for you. Now, the luck may come in if you get the opportunity, if you don't get it. But if you work really hard on creating lucky opportunities for yourself, I guarantee you're going to be lucky as well. So now when we're talking about mindset, so make sure you're, you're focused on you create your life, right? Life doesn't just happen to us. Life, things around us happen and we create how we react to them and the decisions we make after that. So in the money game, let's talk about the money game for a minute. You want to play to win. You don't want to play not to lose. Okay. So I was a soccer coach for many, many years. And in soccer, we always had a saying and it was win to win. So the first win was focused on win every 50-50 ball. So every time a ball goes in the air that, you know, it's not being controlled by any one person, that's a 50-50 ball. So somebody has to go and get that. Statistically speaking, if our team won all the 50-50 balls, we would win the game. And so the focus was not on the end right? Like actual winning the soccer game. It was on winning the micro steps, winning the small parts of the game, right? We had to win that ball hundreds of time over the course of 90 minutes to actually win the game. And this is the same thing in the money game. You must focus on the small micro steps. You have to budget. You have to pay yourself first. You have to do all of these little things that seem boring and mundane and not very exciting And in order to actually become a millionaire. You can't just focus on wishing and hoping that you're going to be a millionaire. Like, well, someday I'll be a millionaire. No, you have to win to win. You have to win the day, win the moment to actually win the game, right? Win the money game. Now, an interesting thing is if you're a football fan, they say that football, you know, great offense gets you to the big game, but great defense wins it. So this is a really interesting concept. You think about this in money. As you are growing your wealth, you must play offense to even get to where you'll have a million dollars. It will get you where you're going to be in the big game, right? If you're not playing offense, if you're not taking risks, if you're not studying and investing and learning about how money works and you're just like, ah, I don't know, that seems too hard for me, you're not going to make it to the big game. And then once you make it to the big game, now things switch because you have to play defense. You have to protect that money that you have accumulated. And so that's the interesting thing about great offense, right? You've got to play great offense at first until you get to that million. And then you play defense to really keep it and sustain it. Okay. The next mindset that you've got to break through is scarcity mindset. This is something I struggled with for a long, long time. So scarcity mindset is simply put that you believe that there are a limited amount of resources out there and that if I grow my pile, then in order to grow my pile bigger, I have to steal from someone else's pile. And that is far from the truth. And it's taken me a long time to get there. The truth is there is an unlimited amount of resources out in the world. And no matter how big my pile grows, 
it does not affect how big Susie's pile grows, for example. Susie can go out there and she can collect and collect and collect and her pile can grow in accordance to how much work she puts in to grow her pile. And I have the opportunity to do the same. This is the same with money. Money is abundant and it's out there, right? It's out there for everybody. When I was a child, we would go huckleberry picking and it was really fun to go huckleberry picking. We go once a year when the huckleberries were on. And I tell you what, it did not matter how much I put in my bucket, there were millions more huckleberries to pick. And so I just kept picking and picking and picking. And whoever picked the most got a prize at the end of the day. My dad would give us a candy bar for whoever picked the most. So we all had the same opportunity to go out and pick and grow our buckets and our piles as as big as we could. And then there was a prize at the end for the winner. So you got to think about money as being abundant, right? It's out there. You just have to figure out how to find it and how to keep it. And those are the things that I'm going to teach you on this podcast. Okay, last one is think big versus thinking small. Sometimes it's hard to think big. Sometimes I, when I think big, I get overwhelmed and I'm like, man, if I were to think about in terms of money and say, well, I want to have $10 million someday. That gives overwhelming to me. But if you can break that down, it's still, it makes a difference. So if you're thinking big like that, if you're thinking, okay, I want to accumulate $10 million so I can do good with this money. I can create more impact in the world than I could if I only had $100,000, for example. If you're thinking about trying to achieve that type of goal, a big goal, you're going to make different decisions than if you were just thinking about a small goal. So I met a woman the other day and she, her goal is to impact 1 million women in the real estate investing space. And when she said a million women, I was like, oh boy, because I have very similar aspirations. I want to help other women to also grow their wealth and to learn how to do that and to understand how to take control of their finances and their money. But when I was thinking about it, I was like, well, if I could help 100 women, that would be awesome. So here I am thinking small. I'm thinking about a hundred women. She says she wants to impact a million women. And the reason she did that is because she says it makes her think much bigger. Makes her think, okay, I have got to get on bigger stages. I have to have bigger platform. I have to have a bigger podcast. And here's all these things that I need to do in order to reach that goal of impacting a million women. So I really encourage you to think big Try and take these wealth principles as we are discussing them and learning about them and write down a goal that's going to make you uncomfortable. Here's something that I did at a conference recently. The lady speaking, she had us write down, how much money did you make from your investments last year? So I wrote my number down. She said, okay, now I want you to multiply that number by 10. And once I multiplied that number by 10, she said, that's your new goal. And that immediately made me feel uncomfortable because I was like, whoa. That is a big number. And I even thought to myself, do I even want to go after that number? I I, like that's that's just crazy. I feel like I'd have to go crazy in order to get to that number. But then she said, you know what? It's not as hard to get to that number as you think it is, right? It's just your brain, it's just your mindset. If you can switch your mindset on to believing that you could 10x your investment income within five to 10 years, you'd get there, right? Your brain will automatically create pathways and search for ways to make it, which is something that's so cool about our brains. So that's wealth principle number one. 
Next episode will be wealth principle number two, where we're going to talk about discipline. So I'll see you at the next one. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on the Quiet Wealth Podcast. If you want more, head on over to camillajeffs.com slash podcast to get the show notes and dive into other juicy episodes. While you're there, be sure to grab the free guide to building wealth. And if you know a friend who is struggling with money, please send this episode to them. Let's share the wealth in as many ways as we can. Until next time, wishing you much success.